Ease or WVRC Media. 580 Live is presented by Thornhill Automotive and is broadcast live from the Parmar Stores studio. The country, the United States of America, the state, West Virginia, the city, Charleston. This is 580 Live. And your host of 580 Live. What we've got here is failure to communicate. He's kind of a big deal. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Dave Allen. Hey folks, good Wednesday morning to you from the Parmar Store Studio. It's 580 Live at the Voice of Charleston, WCHS. Bigly Piggly Wiggly Hotline. 304-345-5850 at Fruit Pharmacy Tax. 304-935-5008. We come to you each Monday through Friday from the Parmar Store Studio. If there's not a Parmar Store near you now, there will be soon. 202 stores and growing in five states. West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland. And Parmar, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. Ryan Nicholson is serving as our producer today. We have uh, coming up a little bit later on the show, uh, Justin Williams, who's a candidate for city council, is going to be on the show. And of course, we're continuing with this series of Meet the Candidates, uh, where, uh, hey, look, and I'm going to give you all the information later. If you're a candidate for office, election day just a couple of weeks away, early voting begins next week in West Virginia, but uh, the election day is November the 8th. If you're a candidate, I got free airtime for you. And uh, I'm going to tell you all about that a little bit later on. But before we get into that, we're going to have a little fun in the first segment of the show. We always have fun on the show. Uh, when I'm not suffering from a head cold, not COVID, it's a head cold. It's a head cold. Nikki Walters uh, is uh, with us. Nikki, good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm well. Just excited about this weekend. Uh, all right. Now, Nikki, of course, you may know her uh, from WOWKTV 13, but she's not here to talk about that. She's here to talk. There's her day off, so we're not talking about news. What we're here to talk about is a couple of big uh, events uh, that you are involved in. Now, you are quite the animal person, as am I. You and I have been friends for a number of years, and our, our mutual, I think, love of animals is probably what led to our, our friendship. Uh, but um, you've got a big event going on to to help out some horses. Talk about your organization first. So um, I'm with West Virginia Horse Network, and we're a nonprofit here in West Virginia that rescues horses or um, helps them find new homes and rehabilitates them. And so um, as you can imagine, the cost of everything has gone up this year. And so it's costing more to take care of horses and um, people are not able to necessarily donate in the amounts. The, our, our regular donors are not able to donate enough to compensate for what the cost has gone up. So we're really hoping to have this be a successful weekend for us. And talk about the event. This is something a little bit, a little bit different, but, it's, but I know it's another passion of yours. Talk about that. All right. So we have three big events going on this weekend. Two of them are directly horse events, but also on Saturday night at seven, we have the barnyard beatdown. So we are going to be at Winfield Riding Club. And if anybody knows about horses, they are familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful facility here in West Virginia. And so in the in the big red barn at Winfield Riding Club, you will get to see the barnyard beatdown. And this is not a beatdown of horses, by no, the way. No, no. 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 Uh, this, is a, this is a pro wrestling event. This is a pro wrestling event where we will have a ring set up. Um, people can bring their lawn chairs or they can sit on the bleachers, whatever they want to do, and watch some good old-fashioned Pro wrestling, wrestling for horses. Uh, <laughs> and it's uh, uh, it, it is a great cause. Now, now that's another people that may may not know this about you. I mean, you're you know obviously a fantastic uh, news journalist. People know that, um, and they know of your love of animals. But a lot of people don't know that you're also a huge wrestling fan and and involved in the business. Right, right. Like, um, you know, I I love wrestling. Absolutely love it. I was thinking through some of my joys in life just mm-hmm. on a long car drive and and wrestling. Honestly, like I'm not even trying to be cute. Like wrestling is one of the things that that brings me joy. In life. What is it that you enjoy about it so much? Because I mean, it, you know, and you, you hate to stereotype people, Nikki, but when I see Nikki Walters and I see you on television, and I know I, I would never think there's a wrestling fan right there. It's just not. What is it that you enjoy about it so much? I mean, I love the I love the humor. I love the theater of mm-hmm. it. I love the. I I just I mean, sitting front row at a good wrestling show. <laughs> Knowing very clearly who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, mm-hmm. like who am I supposed to be cheering for? Yeah. Getting getting wrapped up in the crescendo of the match and mm-hmm. and and fighting for your guy. Like I mean, it's just maybe that's why. Let me play amateur psychologist here. Okay, okay. okay. maybe that's why. And I was in the wrestling business for over thirty years. 
Um, maybe that's why we enjoy it so much, because we know who the good guys and the bad guys are. When you cover the news, you don't always know who the good guys are and right. the bad guys are. So maybe that's why. It's just so very simple. It <laughs> yes, is so very simple. A lot simpler than our everyday jobs and right. lives. And I love the fans, too. Like I, I love seeing people... Um, leave their leave their very difficult uh, mm-hmm. life for a minute and just be wrapped up in a simple story that's going on in the yeah. ring right in front of them. And, and you do it. these shows uh, from time to time over there. This is not your first uh, rodeo, no no pun intended. This is not your first show that you've done over there. So who uh, people come out, who can they expect to see over there? Well, I want to I tell people first, if yeah. you're thinking about this and you are wondering how you're going to pay for your whole family to come, yes, the great with- thing is it's by donation only. So we wanted oh. to make it open for anyone to come, bring their family, have a good time. So if you've only got $10 this week to spare and you've got you and and several kids, hey, that's fine. It's, uh, it's Donate $10. The and, door. and in order to do an event like that, that, that leads me to believe that a lot of the, the wrestlers and the others behind the scenes are going to be donating their time as well. Because right. they, they have to, to be able to, to, to pull this off. So, again, if you're listening to us right now and you're thinking, well, love to go, but just can't pull it off, you know, f- financial situation, whatever. Whatever you can come up with. $2 or 200 right? Right. We get it. We get that money's tight. So, um it's by donation only, so just think to yourself on the drive there, what can I spare to help them help the horses? Okay. And if you can give $5, that's fine. Now, would you be willing to accept something else in exchange? I mean, is it just cash that you need for this? Is there something that people could bring? I mean, it's not like you're dealing with – I mean, everybody can bring a, can bring dog food, for example, for that kind of thing. But horses are a little bit different, so is it, is it just cash primarily that you'd be looking that's, for? That's mostly what is probably going to yeah. be the best, unless you're a horse person to yeah, know the know. specific kind of grain or whatever yeah. that, that we need. So, yeah, yeah just uh, just a cash donation that, that you can give. And we're also doing a free costume contest, so it's a chance for your kids to, like, test out their Halloween costume before Halloween. Right. <laughs> so, and we'll have wrestling-related prizes like autographs and T-shirts okay. and stuff that you can win. Let's talk about the wrestlers. Who do we have there? All right. So we are going to be doing the Appalachian Rumble. Okay. All right. And so the winner of the Appalachian Rumble is going to get a title shot in the near future. So in 2023, most likely they'll get a title shot if mm-hmm. they win. So um, one of these folks you might know, um, he's from, I think, Logan County, uh, Corey Sparks. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got working class Josh Williams, Gen Z, Riddick. And Shanghai Pierce Jr. and possibly some other entrants in that as well. Okay, so cool. so that'll be our first match: the Appalachian Rumble, high stakes, high, high stakes, stakes. <laughs> high stakes for, for a title shot. Yes, and that is under Barnyard Bunkhouse rules. So they're all not necessarily going to be in their regular gear. They're going to be in uh, gear appropriate for a barnyard. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, this next match is the grudge match, and um, if you go to the Appalachian Championship Wrestling Facebook page, you'll kind of see um, these guys going at it last week. Um, so we've got Colby Max and Alan Lynch versus Chris Cannon and Talese Starseeker. And so, now this is a a mixed tag team match, right? Yes, I mean, yes. this is a man and woman on one yes. side wrestling a man and woman on the other side. Yes. Okay. Yes. And um, if anybody's been an independent wrestling fan around here for a while, they might remember Alan Lynch. So he used to be with XMCW. True back legend, in the day. a yes. legend. So it's pretty pretty cool for me because I've been a wrestling fan long enough that mm-hmm. I watched him in XMCW. So to I've, to have him on the show I've is pretty cool. Been a ring for me. announcer for many many an Alan Lynch match over the years in several states. So yeah, I know. Yeah. I know all about him. Yeah. So I, I was pretty excited to find out that he was gonna. You know, he's he. Wrestled for Gary Dameron recently, yeah. but I was pretty excited that one of his first matches back was going to be the Barnyard Beatdown. Cool, so. cool. Um, and then we have Huff Manley defending the international title in a scramble. Um, we've got a lot of talent coming in from the Cleveland area, the Pittsburgh area yeah. that are going to be in that match. So that one's going to be a probably a lot of uh, flying around, running around, uh, a lot of excitement in that match. Um, and Huff Manley just recently won that international title, so... He's ready to defend it. Um, we're gonna have a fun match. The comedy matches are my favorite. Gosh, I mean, I just love, I just love it. All right, <laughs> I love it so much. So we have Cowpoke Paul. If you want to look him up, <laughs> Cowpoke Paul. Cowpoke Paul. Okay. And then he's going to be wrestling Thunderfoot. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thunderfoot, if you've been to any of our shows, man, he likes to to jaw with the crowd. He's not going to have anything nice to say to you. Okay. But Cowpoke Paul may or may not be with one of the rescue horses. 
Okay. So, all right. <laughs> so if you're looking for if you're looking for the good guy and the bad guy in that there match, it's going to be very clear. The guy with like the I horse. Like it. <laughs> all right. And then the the main event is going to be Josh Bishop defending the heavyweight title against Isaiah Broner. And this will be Isaiah's first time here. But those are two really big dudes out of Cleveland. Out of Cleveland, Ohio, so, coming down here for this. And that's really, and I, again, as I said, Nikki, I think it, it says something for the character of the people, all, all kidding and joking aside, because these folks could be booked in other arenas. They're coming from Cleveland. They're coming from Pittsburgh. They're coming to Winfield, West Virginia on Saturday night for a great cause that they're willing to give up their time and you know transportation and gas ain't cheap to come down to these places and they're willing to do that uh, which is a testament to you and your organization i think as well and willing to wrestle in a barn well yeah Yeah. and there is that (laughs) and and, and there is that if people um want to learn more about the organization not the wrestling organization but about the uh, about the horse rescue network um talk about that a little bit so we have a uh, website that you can visit to find out about the other events that we have going on this weekend Mm -hmm. yeah we'll talk about those briefly and yeah and to see our adoptable horses and do um surveys and donate and all that stuff on our website and that's www.horsenetworkwv.com okay and then we have a really active Facebook page that mm-hmm. we post a lot of things on. Uh, one of the things I'm going to be doing this week is posting about our adoptable horses that will be there this weekend so that people can come and meet them in person. And hopefully we can find adopters for some of our horses that have been waiting this weekend. Now, when you say the, the the horse rescue, I mean, exactly what are we talking about here for somebody that's a non-horse person like I am? I mean, where, where are they rescued from? So, um, you know... Times have changed and people are having a harder time making ends meet in their own household. So, you know, when you think of the word rescue, you probably think of like taking them from people. But in reality, people are asking us to take them. Surrenders. Yes. Mm-hmm. So today there's two horses coming in that are from a situation just like that. And it's where, just somebody that just can't afford them. Right. You know? and, okay. I, and I've been in contact with this owner all summer trying to make room for his horses. And today's finally the day mm-hmm. that I was able to, to open up two stalls for his horses to go into because people are stepping up to foster and stuff like that to free right. up room for me to take these two. But, but people are begging rescue organizations to take their horses because they can't budget it in anymore um, or because their own personal health is failing or their job circumstances have changed. You know, like a, a lot of things are changing for people and they need, places like ours to be there to help because they love their horses mm, and they, yeah. the horses have never gone without and people want to make sure that that continues. So they, and, and I would imagine it's not cheap to feed a horse. Um, I would, I would oh, think. No, it has gotten, it has gotten painfully expensive. Yeah. You can't just run down I mean, like, like with a dog or cat, you just can't run down to your local dollar store and pick up, you know, some horse chow or something. I mean, it's, it's pretty expensive. I would think. And these horses, you know, a lot of them are older and they need the, the senior horse feed and that has gone up to, the bottom of the line is like twenty six dollars right. a bag for fifty pounds, which you know would be fine. Through, they're gonna go through that pretty quickly, I would think. That'd be fine for one horse. That's yeah. not going to be fine for <laughs> okay. for twenty. So. Well, uh, again, uh, give us the information. Uh, the 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 wrestling event is Saturday night, seven o'clock at the Winfield Riding Club. Riding yeah. Club. It's very easy to find. I mean, it's right off thirty four there, right? I right. Mean, it's, uh, Correct. Uh, I drive by it uh, frequently. There, seven o'clock. Um, the uh, uh, Barnyard Beatdown is yes. what it's called. Yes. It's a pro wrestling event to raise money for the West Virginia Horse Network. So uh, uh, come out. I know a lot of these people that are going to be involved in the wrestling shows. I said I did this for a long time, and I know that these people are quality people and that they're they're good people for for giving up their time and traveling from Cleveland and Pittsburgh and places like that. And uh, and, and as far as the donations go, I mean, you'll take whatever you can get. So if you got right. a family of five, it's not going to break you. If you can come up with a couple of dollars here or there, or if you can come up with a couple hundred dollars, uh, uh, it all would be appreciated, I'm sure. Yes, yes. I mean, if you have it to give, please give generously because we need it. We need this weekend to be successful so that we can help all of these owners that are begging us for help, you know, before things get too bad uh, weather wise this year. So if you can give a lot, do. But we want you to just come out and enjoy the wrestling show and give what's in your budget to give. So, uh, uh, me, can, uh, can I knock out a couple texts here? Sure. Uh, I didn't know if we would have any, sure. but, but I actually do have a couple texts here. Uh, text says, uh, uh, dude, I sold shoes with Alan Lynch and Montgomery at Montgomery Wards. I'm so happy to hear he's back in the squared <laughs> circle. Come and see him wrestle this weekend. All right. Uh, text says, Fruit Pharmacy Text says, if I adopt a horse, does it stay at their barn and I just buy food? Um, you, you could foster a horse in that way, but we wouldn't be able to keep it indefinitely because we have a set number of stalls and I have to keep them open for new ones to come in and come out. But, but, um, 
if you wanted to foster one in that way, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> dear Dave, today is one of those rare days when you get to flex your wrestling knowledge on Charleston radio. <laughs> I bet you get so giddy you laid your clothes out the night before. <laughs> Well, actually, I lay my clothes out the night before every night anyway, but that's that's beside the point. Nikki Walters, always a pleasure to see you. I uh, wish you the best of luck with your event uh, this uh, weekend. Again, it's Barnyard Beatdown, and it's happening at the Winfield Riding Club, 7 o'clock, uh, and all proceeds benefit the West Virginia Horse Network. I appreciate you being here. Good luck to you. All right? Thank you. It is 923 580 Live. It's brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group. It's time to upgrade your tailgate this season on the Thornhill Motor Mile. Choose from the, long, the uh, longest line of best-selling trucks, the Ford F-150 or the all-new Ford Maverick, Ranger, or Lightning. Visit them online thornhillford.net and on the thornhill motor mile us 119 in chapman we're going to take a break when we come back switching gears away from horses and wrestling to talk politics justin williams a uh, candidate for charleston city council is in the house for a meet the candidate segment it's right uh, it's up right after this it's 580 live from the parmar store studio and the voice of charleston wchs the brand new Generations Physical Therapy for Nitro and Cross Lanes is an Eric J. Tarr family business. Speak directly to your local physical therapist at generationspt.com. Fall hoodies and Friday night lights. Hey, it's Sydney from the Thornhill Auto Group inviting you to Thornhill Ford Lincoln. It's time to upgrade your tailgate this season on the Thornhill Motor Mile. Choose from the longest line of best-selling trucks, Ford F-150, or the all-new Ford Maverick, Ranger, or Lightning. Remember, only Thornhill Ford offers a 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty with a new Ford vehicle purchase. Click or come by, visit us online at thornhillford.net and on the Thornhill Motor Mile US 119 Chapmanville. See Thornhill for all details. Some X's are a real pain in the backside, but Omega Commercial Interiors has the X that's all about stress-free comfort. Hi, I'm David McCormick, owner of Omega Commercial Interiors, and I'm talking about the amazing X chair, infinite recline, dynamic variable lumbar support, and available heat and massage make the X chair a customer favorite. Omega Commercial Interiors has X chairs in stock and ready to ship. The X chair is the X you'll love to see every day. Learn more at omegacommercialinteriors.com. Mardi Gras Casino and Resort is offering more than 21 reasons for you to join our free roll blackjack tournament. Sunday afternoon on October 2nd, 16th, and 30th, earn 500 points on your Lucky North Club card in the week leading to each tournament to qualify. You could win up to $2,500 in cash for first place. Seats are offered on a first-come, first-served basis. With skill and a little luck, come big blackjack rewards this October at Mardi Gras. All games regulated by the West Virginia Law. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Be the one to discover the best community bank in the Kanawha Valley, Polka Valley Bank. Polka Valley Bank is now offering two great certificate of deposit rates at all locations. Option one is a nine-month 1.75% annual percentage yield APY or option two, 19-month 2.75% APY. Enter added to CD or auto deposit into PVB checking or savings account. Polka Valley Bank, where relationships matter. Certain terms and conditions apply. Rates based on minimum annual percentage yield. Subject to change without notice. Minimum deposit required of $10,000 of new money not currently on deposit with Polka Valley Bank to receive APY. Member FDIC. Presented by RX Bytel Pharmacy, your neighborhood pharmacy on Charleston's west side. Proud to bring you RX by Pack, a pre-filled pouch system which divides your tablets and capsules into multiple day doses perfectly matched to your doctor's instructions. Learn more at rxbytel.com. 926. Hey, if you're not satisfied with your current pharmacy, check out RX Vitel on the west side of Charleston. Ask them about their RX Vipacks, which are pre-filled pouch systems, which find your prescription doses perfectly. It's prescribed by your doctor, RX Vitel on the west side. They are your neighborhood pharmacy. Ryan Nicholson is our producer today. Uh, the Bigly Piggly Wiggly Hotline is 304-345-5858. Fruit Pharmacy text 304-935-5008. And Ryan, I apologize. I was supposed to do something there, but I didn't. I'll get it on the next break. I, I greatly apologize. You think, I'm, I'm new at this, man. I'm new at this. I have a, and, I have a and I have a bad, a bad head cold, too. Not COVID, just a head cold. Uh, Justin Williams, Democratic candidate for uh, Charleston City Council in Ward 13, joins us. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me, Dave. Uh, thank you for being here. It is a uh, tough act to follow when you you got to follow up uh, Nikki Walters uh, talking about the barnyard beatdown in uh, pro wrestling and horses. Like I said before, I'm just glad she went first. That way people were tuning in to get excited about <laughs> horses and wrestling. So maybe they stuck around and, and they'll listen to me just a little bit. Are you a fan of horses or wrestling? So I've never actually ridden a horse. I told Nikki that earlier. And so now I'm like, I got to figure it out. Uh, I've got two little girls and, and I think they would love to ride horses. And so maybe it'll be something we can get into uh after this, people, I'll say this about, and I'm not a horse person, uh, but I will say that people 
that love horses really love horses. It's it's like it consumes them, and that's that's not a bad thing. It's a bad it's not a bad thing at all. Uh, Justin, you are running for uh, for city council. You're a Democratic candidate uh, in Ward 13. Give us a little bio on Justin Williams. Just a brief bio. Who is Justin Williams? Sure. So uh, Justin Williams. I was born and raised in West Virginia. Uh, live here in Charleston with my wife, uh, who works at the Canal County Schools. We have two daughters uh, that wanted elementary school and one in preschool. Uh, so that's you know kind of the basics of me. Uh, historically, I'm an Eagle Scout. I was a 4-H'er in West Virginia. I grew up going to 4-H camps all over West Virginia and the state. I worked 4-H camps in the summer, so I've worked with youth. Uh, I've worked in the construction industry as a lawyer now, uh, representing construction workers, some 20,000 construction workers all across West Virginia. So kind of the basics there. Now, this is Ward 13. Explain that ward to us. What areas we're talking about? Sure. So Ward 13 is in the South Hills area. It starts at Clark Road right there at GW and runs back towards Kroger uh, on the corridor and then has a little bit of Cantley and Wilkie down the Green Meadow Road on the other side of the corridor. So it kind of corridor splits the ward a little bit. uh, But that's the area from GW kind of back out towards Kroger and then down towards like Barcadas and the Walgreens. Okay. All right. Pretty big area. So, so why the run for city council? What made you want to, I mean, you're busy guys. You said you're a successful attorney, a family guy. Why would you want to take on all this to be a city council person? I think that people who live here, we have to get involved and we have to give back to our communities who, who give us so many, so much. Uh, I want to make sure that Charleston's a place that my kids can stay I want to have the opportunities to have uh, for them to be able to live here and raise their families here when that comes. Uh, I think we have to give back, though. I've been fortunate in my life to be successful. Uh, you know, I grew up, you know, two parents, and they were able to support me in going to 4-H and Boy Scouts. And now I want to be able to make sure that other people have those opportunities to be successful here in Charleston. What do you see as the biggest needs of first your ward? And secondly, the entire city. And the reason I, I put the second part there is because sometimes we have a tendency in the world of politics to think, well, you, you know, you're a candidate in Ward 13. Ward 13 is is your area of concern, obviously. But you're a if you're elected, you'll be a council person for the entire city. So even wards that aren't yours, you will be making decisions for. What do you see the uh, biggest needs of your particular ward and then the entire city? Sure. So uh, Ward 13 is. I'll say 98% residential. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think the service is that our uh, neighbors get is the most important part of what city can do, right? So making sure that our roads are, are plowed and taken care of, that our trash is picked up, that our fire and our police are prepared if there is an issue. So we have to make sure that that's, uh, those services are available and ready and successful for our neighbors. Uh, and then as far as the city, I think uh, as a representative, one of many on city council, we have to just kind of look at the bigger picture and say, what's going to be the best for the city? We have to be very strategic in what we do and the decisions we make. We have to prioritize. Uh, You know, there's a a limited amount of resources and a limited number of things that we can do, but we have to prioritize what's important to us. uh, And that's why I'm running. I think that with my experiences that I can make those sometimes tough decisions, but prioritize what we as a city need to do to, to make Charleston, you know, the best that it can be. Uh, over the last couple of years, some you know some major news has come out of Charleston. Of course, you had the return of the regatta this year, which everybody I think will obviously deem a overwhelming success based on the economic impact it had and things of that nature. Another big thing we talked about on the show is this new Capital Sports Complex that's being proposed. Um, it's you know joint effort between a lot of people, including Charleston, the city of Charleston, and the Kanawha County Commission, and others and others and others. A lot of uh, personal investment in that too. What's your opinion on the new Capital Sports Complex? You know, I think any type, anytime we have an investment of that nature is great for our city. Uh, you know, the amount of money that's going to come, uh, both from the tourism side, like we've seen with Shawnee Sports Complex, I think that's great to bring in tourists and bringing people in. You know, regatta, uh, I think that's great for our city to to kind of bump it up and give it that notoriety because I think Charleston can be the gateway to a lot of stuff in West Virginia, right? We've got Southern West Virginia, Hatfield McCoy trail. We've got new river gorge, you know, national park now. And, and people, if they fly in, they're going to fly into Charleston and we want to give them those opportunities here to come to events and go to, you know, and then go down there. But we want them to come back to Charleston and stay, you know, have dinner here, go to live on the levee, you know, go to the regatta. And I think that's, what it can do. It just gives us one more, you know, I hate the cliches, but like that tool in the toolbox kind of thing. Right. Um, but I think it's, it's the other good part of it is I'm really glad to see our city and our County and private groups and, and other groups working together 
to better our city. And that's what we have to do more of is, is these partnerships where we can all, you know, go in the same direction. That's I think that's what we particularly in the political world, we kind of want to bicker. I think we have an opportunity here to work together and make Charleston and Kanawha County and really surrounding counties stronger because of those kind of investments. We're talking with uh, Justin Williams, who's a Democratic candidate for Charleston City Council, Ward 13 on 580 Live. 580 Live is brought to you in part by Hudson's Pizza. Uh, new to Hudson's Pizza, get a warm, chewy, 8-inch chocolate chip cookie for only $7.99. Order one today while they last at HudsonsPizza.com. Uh, a couple of uh, quick uh, other news items i just like to kind of get, and I'm going to be doing this when I talk to city council people or mayoral candidates, or, well, there's only two, but <laughs> of those or, or whatever. Um, and one of them has to do with transparency within the city. There there was a news report, uh, as you, as I'm sure you're aware of, and it's been talked about uh, ad nauseum, um, um, uh, about transparency within the city as it comes to you know temporary workers. Do you have, do you have any thoughts? On, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have any thoughts on that sort of thing? Sure. I think in government, transparency is always better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether whether that's budgetary issues, personnel issues. You know, obviously some personnel issues have to remain private because of of those issues. But I think transparency in government is important uh, because we as taxpayers, you know, whether I win or lose, I'm still a taxpayer and it's my money going to whatever government agency that is, whether it's city, county or state. So I think that's important that we have that transparency. Uh, And so, you know, I think that, you know, that situation is very specific and, you know, there's probably more details than have been put in the press. I think, uh, you know, the, it's been something that's been done in the past, but that doesn't mean we can't relook at it and re-examine how we do things, right? I think that's mm-hmm. part of True. running for the first time. You know, I think everyone should re-examine what we do, and again, it comes back to priority priorities. And so, what can we put our eyes on? What can we dig into? What do we need to focus on? You know, maybe it worked, and maybe we needed it then. Maybe we don't now. Right. Maybe we do. Maybe we just need to re-examine it. And, and it's so, real, and it's kind of unfair to ask you that when you haven't actually been there and you haven't actually seen this information. You do. One thing that I know you do see, um, being in Charleston, uh, Justin, and it's the single biggest issue um, that we get when we talk about the city of Charleston that we get calls, texts, so on and so forth about is the situation with the homeless uh, and the criminal vagrancy uh, that we're talking about here plaguing the city. How does it need to be addressed in, in your opinion? Sure. I, I think it's, you know, it's definitely an issue I hear about on when I've been knocking on doors. I've knocked on, you know, several hundred doors <laughs> in the in the in the ward. Uh, and, you know, when I talk to people outside of jobs and and events and economic, it's it's the safety issue. Right. And that I think that covers a lot of that. Uh but I think what we can do, uh, we have to think outside the box. We didn't get there overnight. It's not like um, we can check the box and we're going to fix the problem, right? Uh, there's drug epidemic, which is not only a city issue, but a county and a state and a national issue, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, I mean, 100%. Uh, you know, there's mental illness issues involved with it. Uh, there, there's a number of issues, but I think we have to be creative. And again, like I said, I think it has to be the priority of the city and the county, right? I mean, we hear about it, but it's, it's not just people that live in Charleston. It's people that come from other counties, even Boone County, where the economy has gone down in, in southern West Virginia. They come here because we do provide services and we should provide services for our neighbors, but we have to examine how we do it. And so we have to really be creative and think outside the box uh, to come up with a solution. I don't think it's going to be something we can fix overnight. Uh, and I you know, try not to make these big grand promises, sure, oh, yeah. we're going to fix it. Uh, because in city council, you're just one of many. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, but I think I could bring a voice. I've I've been on the Covenant House board, which is a you know nonprofit service group in Charleston. It helps get people housed or keep them housed. And I think that's the key too. Is we have to look at the people that are on the cusp of losing housing and make sure we don't grow that population, and then uh, help those who who want help and need help first. Right, the ones that want help, we can get them housing, get them into you know facilities or medical treatments that we can do. And, and I think that's the key is is doing it piece by piece, but we have to do it again. I think that's has to be a collaboration of the nonprofit world that's providing these services, the city, the county, you know, local businesses, because it impacts them every day and we need their input. And and I see, you know, social media posts from all types of businesses talking about it, you know, both good and bad that the city's doing great things, the city's doing terrible things, right? which probably means they're doing somewhere in the middle because <laughs> exactly. people are complaining on both sides. So I think that we have to get that input and then, you know, make a plan for it. Okay. Well, uh, we wish you the best of luck. Where can people learn more about your campaign? 
Sure. So I have a, a website that's just justin4council.com. Uh, Facebook, it's Justin Williams for City Council Ward 13. Okay. And final 30, uninterrupted. Why should somebody vote for Justin Williams for City Council Ward 13? Sure. So uh, again, I'm Justin Williams, City Council Ward 13. Uh, I'm running to be your voice and your connection on City Council. Uh, you know, everybody's busy. The world is a crazy place, but I want to be your voice. I'll be there to listen and take your opinions and my experience to try to make the best decision uh, on, on things that come before us in Charleston on city council. Uh, I think that I have two, two little kids and I want to make sure that Charleston, it gives them the opportunity to stay here and to raise a family here and that we keep people here in Charleston and, and bring people back to Charleston. And that's what I want to do on city council. Well, we wish you the best of uh, luck. The election, which early voting starts next week and the uh, election uh, itself will be on November 8th. We wish you the best of luck, Justin. Thanks a lot for being here. Thanks, Dave. Justin Williams, who is a, a Democratic candidate for city council in Ward 13. 22 minutes away from 10. 580 Live is brought to you in part by Danny's Barbecue Stand, where the barbecue special continues for a limited time only by one barbecue sandwich. Get the second one free. Danny's Barbecue Stand, the place to eat, 1019 Courier Street. Rest of the show is yours. The Bigly, Piggly Wiggly Hotline, 304-345-5858. Fruit Pharmacy Text, 304-935-5008. A quick reminder that you can check me out on Facebook. It's Dave Allen Radio. And follow me on Twitter at Dave A70. From the Parmar Store Studio, it's 580 Live on the Voice of Charleston, WCHS. The brand new Generations Physical Therapy for Nitro and Cross Lanes is now open. Get your appointment at GenerationsPT.com. Your health is about so much more than your medical needs. So shouldn't your health plan be too? If you qualify for Medicare and Medicaid, a Humana Medicare Advantage plan could give you $2,400 a year. That money could help pay for essentials like eligible groceries, rent, and utilities. Use your allowance for healthy foods and over-the-counter items like antacids or vitamins. Pay for cleaning supplies, hygiene products, and services like pest control. You could even use it to help cover your cell phone bill, electricity, or mortgage. Plus, whatever you don't use rolls over to the next month. Humana's dual eligible special needs plans give you $2,400 a year. Explore plans at Humana.com slash discover or by calling 888-654-0262. Humana, a more human way to healthcare. Humana is a coordinated care plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with the South Carolina Medicaid program. Enrollment in any Humana plan depends on contract renewal. Allowance amounts cannot be combined with other benefit allowances. Limitations and restrictions may apply. New River Health Smithers Pharmacy in the Gateway Center is open to the public. New River Pharmacist John Kessinger and his expert staff will answer questions, manage medications, give vaccines, and offer diabetes management education. The New River Smithers Pharmacy accepts most insurances and offers sliding scale pharmacy pricing for those who qualify. Try us. It's easy to switch to New River Health Pharmacy in Smithers. Open Monday through Friday. Conveniently located next to Valley School. Phone 304-981-2346. Fall hoodies and Friday night lights. Hey, it's Sydney from the Thornhill Auto Group inviting you to Thornhill Ford Lincoln. It's time to upgrade your tailgate this season on the Thornhill Motor Mile. Choose from the longest line of best-selling trucks, Ford F-150, or the all-new Ford Maverick, Ranger, or Lightning. Remember, only Thornhill Ford offers a 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty with a new Ford vehicle purchase. Click or come by, visit us online at thornhillford.net and on the Thornhill Motor Mile US 119 Chapmanville. See Thornhill for all details. Presented by RX Bytel Pharmacy, your neighborhood pharmacy on Charleston's west side. Proud to bring you RX Pack, a pre-filled pouch system which divides your tablets and capsules into multiple day doses perfectly matched to your doctor's instructions. Learn more at rxbytel.com. Nineteen minutes away from ten, the Bigly Piggly Wiggly Hotline, 304-345-5858, Fruits Pharmacy Text, 304-935-5008. Live is brought to you part by QC Kinetics of Cross Lanes. If you're living with joint pain from an injury or arthritis, don't let them tell you that steroids, pain pills, or surgery are your only options. Contact QC Kinetics of Cross Lanes for a free consultation today, 304-202-5566, 304-202-5566. Now, a reminder that if you are a candidate, 
and you'd like to get on the show, it's very simple to do. I'll offer up free airtime for any candidate that would like to come on the show. But you got to get with me as soon as possible because spaces are limited. And it's basically on a first-come, first-served basis. 10 to 15 minutes, no pressure, just you and the multitude of thousands of Dave Nation listeners. Uh, drop me an email to get on the schedule. Email address is dave.allen at wvradio.com, dave.allen, wvradio.com. And I can tell you that the slots are filling up quickly. I will do my best. I'll move things around, do whatever I got to do to get the candidates on. But, you know, even though it's a midterm, you got to remember we have city council and we have mayor here in Charleston. We have House, uh, we have Senate, uh, we have all of these different things going on. And it's not just Kanawha County. We've also got the surrounding counties as well. There's uh, several uh, races going on in other counties as well. So I do my best to try to get everybody on the show. But if you're a candidate, I need to hear from you as in yesterday. So uh, just uh, drop me an email. It's dave.allen at wvradio.com, dave.allen, wvradio.com, and I will do my best to get you on the schedule. Quickly, and I got some phone calls and texts I want to get to, but uh, I want to give a birthday shout-out to one of my favorite ladies who's celebrating birthday number 80 today, the lovely and talented Millie Snyder from The Shape Shop. Now, uh, she's actually going to be on the show tomorrow. Millie comes on with us once a month to update us on some things in nutrition and, and tell me how bad I eat and things of that nature. Uh, she's taking today off, at least from the show, from her for her birthday. She will be on the show tomorrow, so I, 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 wanna, I would be remiss if I did not mention that. Happy birthday, young lady uh, Millie Snyder from The Shape Shop, celebrating birthday. She probably would not be happy that I said how old she was, but I mean, uh, if I look that good when I'm 80 years old, then uh, I'll be doing well for myself. Bigly, uh, Piggly Wiggly Hotline, 304-345-5858, Fruit Pharmacy Text, 304-935-500. Wait, uh, let's, go, let's go ahead and go to the phones. Joe, you're on 580 Live. Go ahead. Top of the morning to you today. Absolutely, and, sir. Uh, shout out, happy birthday to Millie. Yes, yes. She'll be here <laughs> tomorrow. What's on your mind, Joe? Uh, I've been listening. I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of research. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about this amendment, too. Yes, sir. Uh, truth and advertising. Okay. It really is being shaded, kind of uh, leaned to a lot of misrepresentations on it. I'm a taxpayer, and when I read it, all it's going to do is transfer. I t- pulled the bill. I talked to a lot of the county assessors and the state house delegates. Mm-hmm. All it does is transfer the authority from the county to the legislature. And what they tell me is they may or may not do something with our personal property tax, but it also transfers the real estate tax stuff up there to the legislature. And then the counties are going to have to beg for money. But if they don't have, and, and we're going to, they're going to control, the legislature's going to control what your tax assessments are. And the legislature tells me, some legislators up there, the things they've been pushing is, well, we really have low taxes, real estate taxes in West Virginia when compared to Ohio and uh, Pennsylvania and all, well, yeah, our wages are about half that, too, of mm-hmm. those other states, average wage. So I would encourage everybody to read it. It's going to be a help for businesses if they pass it up there, but it's not a guarantee you're going to get a tax reduction. If you read it, it's only for businesses, and it's, but it transfers individual stuff up to the state house. But I'd encourage everybody to vote no unless you want your real estate taxes well, it to gives, go up. Uh, go, go, well, I mean, go ahead, John. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish up. But I'd encourage everybody to vote no on it and be very well informed. Go ahead. Well, I'd like to discuss it with you. Well, and what I was going to say was, and you know, I'm not taking a side either way. But what I was going to say was, is that it basically it's going to it is going to send some things back to to to, to Charleston, and I completely understand that. Uh, but uh, I mean, I've had several people on the show that have that have uh, that have been in favor uh, of Amendment Two, and it's not just business owners. I mean, there are other people that are really really pushing this thing too because they see they see it. I mean, as a removal of the automobile tax, which as you correctly said may or may not happen uh it just gives the legislature nothing from what i am told nothing can happen from charleston uh without the passage of this so i am told that what the governor and i want to talk about that a little bit later on if i get time what the governor's going around talking about uh can't be done without a change to the constitutional amendment so it's got to start there from what i'm told your take you're exactly right but here's the thing i've been around this world a long time and in, a lifelong resident of Kanawha county and I've heard them talk about lowering the sales tax and doing stuff on the state income tax, and they've never done nothing on it. And I and, and it's kind of pompous for me to think that they're really going to take care of old Joe here in, in Charleston and help me on my taxes. But I do hear a lot of them saying that, that the real estate taxes are too low compared to other states. 
Mm-hmm. Well, so, I mean, and, and it, I've heard people say that as well. So go ahead. And, that, and it transfers that authority as well. It's going to if if they do do that, they're taking it away from the county. So you're going to see all the county assessors and everything gone. And if you have a problem with your real estate tax, your personal property tax, or have an issue with it, you're going to have to go to some department. They're going to create it at the state house. And you know what's like going to the DMV. <laughs> Can you imagine going up there and trying to figure out something on your taxes? Why would the assessors up? be gone? You said the the assessors will be gone. In your opinion, why would the assessors be gone? Because all, I've talked to four or five different assessors in different counties, mm-hmm. and it's going to do away with the, all the evaluations. and it, it transfers the assessment, the collection, and everything. They did that 40, 50 years ago, and the counties had to go to the state house to get their funding for the, each county. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'll give you another number, and you can follow up. I checked with Canal County. Okay. Rough numbers. Mm-hmm. Canal County generates about $68 million off personal property. About eight million of it is from individuals. About sixty million of it is from corporations and businesses and manufacturing. So they're going to do away with sixty million dollars. They're not going to shut the Canal County schools down because that tax revenue helps fund the schools. Okay. But, uh, okay. So, so if they, so where are they going to make up that extra sixty million dollars? Nobody's talking about that when they take it away. They're just going to transfer the authority to the state house. Well, the state house now can pick winners and losers. They're going to say, we're going to allocate this much to this county, this much to that county. And if they don't like the politics in that county, or somebody is a Speaker of the House or something, he can shift a lot more of that money to his county for special projects or something they want to do. I, and I just think it's a whole lot better to keep it. I don't like messing with the constitutional amendment. And I'll look at who's pushing this. Mm-hmm. It's not the individual tax support uh, associations or individual taxpayer associations. It's the big businesses big corporations. Well, it's not just big businesses. I will say it's business in general. I will agree that there is a big push for business, but it's not just big business. I was actually, uh, I was in a discussion the other day with a lot of small businesses. You know, the majority oh. of businesses in America are small business. They're not the, you know, the major corporations. There are a lot of small businesses that are, that are, uh, that are pushing for this as well. So, yeah, so they're going to take that off the small businesses and then they're going to need extra revenue because everything's going to be thrown into general revenue. So they raise the taxes on everybody across the board, you know, and, raise, and, and, and they're going to raise property taxes. If they do that, then you'll see property taxes assessed, you know, comparative to other states. Get us competitive. Well, getting us competitive means more taxes. And, and, and right now, the business climate in the, in, the, in the legislature right now, the climate in the legislature is to do everything they can do for businesses on the backs of the taxpayers. And we got an aging population in West Virginia. And I, I agree, we want businesses to come into West Virginia, but I've never seen a business come into West Virginia and say, you know, Dave and Jim are going to start this factory down at the stamping plant. They give you a big tax credit right then. So they'll take care of business if they see a business coming. They're going to take care, take care of, the, of the big businesses. I mean, like you yeah, like you said, yeah. like your new cores and things like that, they're going yeah, to be taken yeah. care of, the, the small businesses. Yeah. But, hey, uh, Joe, I appreciate your phone call, and I appreciate yeah, some I just, insight. I would encourage everybody to vote no on it. All right. Okay, thanks a lot, buddy. I appreciate it, man. It is uh, 10 minutes away from 10. That's what it's all about, a little dialogue back and forth. Bigly Wiggly, <laughs> Bigly Piggly Wiggly Hotline, 304-345-5858, Fruit Pharmacy Text, 304-935-5008. Yesterday was one of those shows, a packed show, and quite frankly, I didn't get to all the text or even the phone calls, which I try to do. Um, I'm going to you know, maybe try to go back and read a couple of those here in a moment. I had Julie Norman on the executive director of Region 3 Workforce Development Board of Kanawha County. That was a non-controversial part, along with Sharon Covert from the Alzheimer's Association. Uh, John Luoni was on, House candidate. He'll be facing off against incumbent Mike Pushkin and, of course, Charleston City Councilpersons, Shannon Snodgrass and Adam Knopf. Councilman Knopf not running for re-election, while Councilwoman Snodgrass is. Uh, so let's just say it was one of the most talked-about shows I've done uh, in my two and a half years here. If you missed it, cheap plug. Go back and listen to it at uh, uh, WCHSnetwork.com at the w- WCHS Network Facebook or Twitter pages from your favorite podcast provider or on any of my pages, uh, Dave Allen Radio on Facebook and also at Dave A70 on Twitter. So I did, in interest of fairness, want to try to get out a couple of those texts from yesterday. So let me see if I can uh, get a, a couple of those up here. Um, 
Uh, one of the texts said, here we go again, you hosting people who enjoy beating dead horses. They fixed it, did they not? This is about the temporary worker situation in Charleston. Uh, I don't live in Charleston, says the texter, but they can't. Uh, they just can't find anything else to come on about, according to a texter. Um, a council person, again, a text from yesterday I just did not get to. Uh, where is Charleston hiding all the druggies and homeless until the election? Are they in hotels uh, so that was a couple of them yesterday that I did not get to. And in all fairness, I did want to try to get to those. So, all right, we're going to take a break. Um, and as I said, the battle, and as Joe brought up there, our call to the battle over Amendment 2 continues. The voters are going to have the ultimate say-so on the election of Embraer, and early voting begins next week. The governor out and about uh, doing some more of these public events, one coming up in this area today. We're going to talk about that when we come back. It's 580 Live from the Parmar Store Studio on The Voice of Charleston, WCHS. Brought to you by the Eric J. Tarr Family Businesses. Eric J. Tarr Family Businesses care for your family. Hi, I'm Casey Legg, and I'm from Charleston, West Virginia. And when I'm back home in Charleston, you will find me at my local Parmar store. We had that golden boot pride at Parmar. There are literally hundreds of Parmar stores in West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, and even more on the way. Download the Parmar app to save even more. And whether it's food, gas, groceries, or whatever, we have you covered at Parmar. West Virginia proud and ready to serve you. If there's not a Parmar store near you now, there will be soon. Fall hoodies and Friday night lights. Hey, it's Sydney from the Thornhill Auto Group inviting you to Thornhill Ford Lincoln. It's time to upgrade your tailgate this season on the Thornhill Motor Mile. Choose from the longest line of best-selling trucks, Ford F-150, or the all-new Ford Maverick, Ranger, or Lightning. Remember, only Thornhill Ford offers a 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty with a new Ford vehicle purchase. Click or come by, visit us online at thornhillford.net and on the Thornhill Motor Mile US 119 Chapmanville. See Thornhill for all details. Trading in your business fleet or personal vehicle for a new one? Donate your used vehicle to Good News Mountaineer Garage and get the best tax deduction possible and the satisfaction of knowing your donation changed the life of someone in need. Good News Mountaineer Garage repairs donated vehicles and provides them to qualified West Virginia families, giving them access to employment, safe and affordable housing, health care, and other vital necessities, and putting them on the road to economic independence. Call 1-866-GIVE-CAR today for Good News Mountaineer Garage. Presented by RX Bytel Pharmacy, your neighborhood pharmacy on Charleston's west side. Proud to bring you RX Pack, a pre-filled pouch system which divides your tablets and capsules into multiple day doses perfectly matched to your doctor's instructions. Learn more at rxbytel.com. Six minutes away from 10, phone calls to 580 Live, a service of Bigly Piggly Wiggly on Spring Street, serving three generations of shoppers since 1955. The area's largest locally owned independent grocery store. Come shop where your mom and grandma shop for the biggest variety of choice meats, the freshest produce, in-house deli bakery, great wine selection, all your favorite brands, too. Order online for pickup at BiglyPW.com. Texting services provided by Fruit Pharmacy, your hometown family pharmacy. Tech says uh, this gives the legislature total central control when they've said forever they are for local control. They speak with fork tongue, according to a texture. Texture said, Dave, I've worked for the DOH for 15 years, and the last three to four years, changes have been coming from Charleston little by little, and it's giving me a weird vibe. Basically, it's becoming more and more woke. With that being said, I urge everyone to vote no on Amendment 2 unless you want Charleston running the show in your county according to a texter. The uh, governor did another public event yesterday urging people to vote against uh, Amendment 2. This was yesterday in Elkins. Uh, he'll do another one closer to us this afternoon, 3 o'clock at the South Charleston Fire Department. Interested to see who's going to show up uh, for that one, as just about at every one of these, someone from the legislature has showed up to urge people to vote for the amendment. Now, this whole thing to me, is just it, it's kind of bizarre. Um, you have a governor who uh, a couple of uh, years ago uh, seemed to support this sort of thing, now steadfastly against it. He's a Republican. Well, well, now. The uh, legislature, supermajority Republicans, uh, they are for the amendment. Uh, so you have a Republican governor fighting with a Republican legislature on what is the better way to cut taxes. <laughs> the governor is going all around the state to urge people, as I said, to vote against Amendment 2. Uh, and while at these, the legislators have been showing up urging people to vote uh, for it, uh, in direct spite of the governor who's sitting 10 feet away from them, um, you know, the governor doesn't seem to mind it because, well, he's the governor. And, and uh, I, I suppose if he wanted to, he could have them removed, although um, – I, I don't think that would be the best look. Just It's kind of bizarro stuff. But in the meantime, during one of these the other day, I think it was Point Pleasant, and Hoppy wrote about this in his commentary today. The governor said, and this is a quote, 
at the end of the day, if you were really fair, you're probably going to step back and say, greatest governor we ever had, 10 to 1, greatest governor we ever had, end quote. That's a governor talking about himself. He followed up on Monday uh, and said, in all honesty, if you're really fair, you'll probably sit back, and I don't say this egotistically, greatest governor we ever had, hands down, period, end quote. He said the same thing in Marlington. Again, read Hoppy's commentary about it, wvmetronews.com. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 just, I, I just can't with this whole thing. I mean, is it hyperbole, uh, or, or or does he really believe that? Um I just can't imagine that any other governor would make a statement like that. I mean, can you say then Governor Manchin saying that? Now, I'm going to say Manchin doesn't have an ego because certainly he does have an ego. Anybody that's in politics has an ego. We all do. Uh, but perhaps Joe's a little bit more than average. Uh, um, can you see Cecil Underwood saying that, or Bob Wise, or Gaston Caperton, or Ray Tom, or Arch Moore even? And I'm just naming governors during my lifetime. Of course, we don't live in normal times. We live in an era of me. Uh, it's all about me. Just flip on any sporting event if you don't believe that. And this governor is, quite frankly, unlike any governor we've ever had. He started as a Democrat, then flipped Republican. As a Republican, he frequently fights with legislators in his own party. And from what I'm told by legislators on both sides of the aisle, has little, if any, interaction with the legislature during the session. Uh, he's a governor who's rarely ever in Charleston, um, as the Constitution does require. The courts basically ordered him to live here, um, and he's seemingly ignoring that. He carries his dog around with him everywhere. Big props for the dog, though. Uh, he brought a giant platter of dung into the chambers to compare it to a proposed budget from the legislature a couple of years ago. So, again, this is no ordinary governor we're talking about. Uh, he's also a basketball coach. Let's don't forget that. But he says he's the best ever. Maybe he's right. You know, West Virginia is doing very well. It could be argued that West Virginia is doing better now than it ever has. You know, the Republicans are getting it done. Uh, major economic development announcements every day, record surplus. But how much of it is the governor and how much of it is the legislature? Um, the uh, Gazette Mail's got a big editorial about this very same thing uh, today. But maybe he is right. As I said, morning consult polling gives him a 65% approval rating. That is among the highest of any governor in the country. So, Maybe he's on to something. I don't know. Hey, we got to go. Thank you so much to uh, Nikki Walters, uh, my, my good buddy, talking about the horse rescue efforts, the big wrestling show, Barnyard Beatdown, 6 o'clock at the Winfield Riding Club in Winfield this coming Saturday night. Also, thank you to Justin Williams, candidate for uh, city council here in Charleston, and to uh, Ryan, our producer, as well. Remember, if you're traveling downtown today, it's kind of rough. Most of Virginia streets closed as you get off the interstate, so be prepared for some backups. Coming up on the show tomorrow, we continue our Meet the Candidate segment with Lance Wolf, a mayoral candidate for the city of Charleston, is here. Attorney General Patrick Morris, who will be stopping by, and Millie Snyder, the birthday girl from the Shape Shop, is here as well. I will see you tomorrow. Hoppy, the news coming up. Till next time, have fun and love somebody. WCHSAM 96.5 FM Charleston and 104.5 Cross Lane.